Saigon Oi! You are now listening to the Creators in Saigon podcast. I'm Dana Drejos, an American expat who's been living in Saigon, Vietnam since July 2018. Like most visitors here, I fell in love with the energy of this city. This energy is generated by the inspiring people here who decided to improve themselves and to be afraid and do it anyway in order to share their gift, passion, or message with our community. These are the people I bring to you in this podcast. So if you're not driving a motorbike right now, get out a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes. And if you are driving, turn the sound up so you can hear over the famous Saigon traffic. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Creators in Saigon podcast. I'm your host, Dana Drejos. So if you were fortunate enough to know your grandmother, I want you to picture her for a minute. What is she doing? What is she saying? What is she wearing? What does she smell like? (laughs) And how do you feel when you think about her? My maternal grandmother and I actually shared the same birthday, which was pretty cool. She was always wearing leggings and a windbreaker jacket, not the most fashionable. And we would never leave empty-handed when we saw her. She would always bring us the post-it notes and pens that she would steal from the doctor's office that she was a receptionist at. She was a really nice person, but it wasn't until I was older that I found out she was actually drunk most of the time. (laughs) We all have those family secrets that you don't find out until you're older, right? Anyways, our next guest, Victoria, has a very special memory with her Ukrainian grandmother. She, of course, didn't know at the time that this memory would lead her to starting her own natural skincare business called Lionheart Skincare. Victoria had zero chemistry background and no real um, formal experience with skincare, so it's super interesting to find out how she sort of fell into this business. So we'll get her story on that in this interview, and we'll also talk about the powerful mission and vision for her brand and her best skincare tips. In our conversation, we get pretty real about the emotional roller coaster that is starting a business. We both know it all too well. This interview is packed with personal growth and mindset tips and resources. And you'll also find out how you, as a listener of Creators in Saigon, can get 10% off your Lionheart skincare purchase. So with that, let's jump right into the interview. Again, thanks for listening. And please share this episode with your friends if you like it. And here we go. Cheers. Cheers. I am here with Victoria from Lionheart Skincare, and I'm so excited to talk to her today. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Dana. I'm also excited. Thank you for having me. Victoria and I met at this monthly meetup called Leading Women here in Ho Chi Minh City, and it's for, well, anyone can come. Men and women are invited. Anyone's invited to come listen, but it's really a space for women to practice public speaking and also talk about really important topics um, such as mental health, uh, business, 
solo traveling. So I met Victoria because she was a speaker at one of these events. And what was your topic? Do you remember? It was about passion. About passion? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that's so perfect because Victoria is one of the most passionate people I know. And she has been running this business, you know, pretty much by yourself. And yeah, so it'll be really great to talk about your successes and your challenges and how you keep the right mindset because her and I both are really passionate about that too. So one success that you recently had, you know, more of a personal accomplishment for yourself happened last Thursday. So can you tell us about that? So I went to the Viet Beauty and Mekong Beauty Show 2019 here in Ho Chi Minh City. And it was the first time I ever went to such an exhibition on my own, which was very scary in a way, because the people that know me know that I'm not a shy person. But when it comes to like a new location, not knowing anybody and business related, it does make me feel a bit nervous. So I tackled the day I went there. I had around six meetings with different companies. I think mostly they were all from Korea. I don't know why I ended up in the Korean side of the um, of the exhibition, but it was very great. I had the opportunity to meet some great business owners, CEOs, managers uh, that all do mainly natural skincare, which I'm exactly going for, and we might have potentially collaboration in the future in Korea and hopefully worldwide. So exciting. So let's see. Uh, But for now, that was, I think, one personal um, accomplishment of mine that I managed to go there and just go through it. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of goodies as well. So I'm not complaining. Yes, we love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I saw you the whole time you were on Instagram doing these little mini interviews of people. What, What inspired you to do that? Actually, fun story. I started with you. Do you remember at the yes. at the coffee shop uh, at the Running Bean? I had an idea that I wanted to interview people, whoever I meet, and just ask anything that has to do with their business aspect, with their personal life, something that I could relate to with Lionheart itself, and that people can also use that for themselves. So to get tips. So that's exactly what I did at the uh, at the show, asking all of these people, questions that could maybe either help you or inspire you, anything like that. Yeah. So let's jump back and kind of talk more about where this all started. So how long have you been in Ho Chi Minh City? I moved here last October. And where were you just before that? Before that, I lived in Bali, the island of the gods. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I've only been there for five days, but it was the most magical five days. I really would love to go back and possibly, yeah, live there for a little while. It really, really is. I mean, I lived there for almost one year, and that oh, it was that long. It was that long, and that place just opened up those new opportunities, new passions evolved. So, so many things happened while living there that it was just so exciting. Yeah, and I remember you told me it wasn't all so amazing and magical when you first got there. I mean, you came, where did you come from before that? So before that, uh, I used to live in Berlin. Okay. And uh, I met my partner there, 
and we decided that we didn't want to live uh, anymore where it's pretty cold, where it's dark. I mean, Berlin, to be honest, is one of the best cities in Europe. It's so much fun. There's so much diversity. There's so much from arts to music, just so many different things. But after a while, it just gets kind of sad. And same with the people, I would say, as well. So we decided to move to Asia and we took a one-way ticket and moved to Bali without even knowing, actually, barely anyone. We just knew one person I studied with in Switzerland back in the day, but I was not even friends with him. So it's just an acquaintance. So yeah, we moved, we packed our bags, we moved and ended up being in Bali. Yes. And so what was that like coming there and you didn't know anyone really? And how did it feel? I mean, first it was just excitement because it's such an, it's an adventure of a lifetime. I mean, you're lucky even if you manage to meet somebody who wants to do this with you, because I think I would have not done it myself. I would have been too scared. Uh, but the fact that I met him and then that we moved there was already such a big step than being somewhere where it's totally different. I mean, Bali really is such an island life. You cannot compare that to Indonesia. It's really its own little bubble. So it was just exciting. It was freaking island life, jungle life. Um, the food was different. The people were different. So the hardest part, as you mentioned as well, was more with friends. So there we managed to be open I went to a different like spas and that's, I just started talking randomly to people and there everybody's so relaxed and easygoing. So we had the opportunity to just meet people like that. Mark also went to a um, co-working space called Dojo. So he managed to have there a lot of people uh, he met and then I met them. So it's really, it's, it's natural. Like anywhere you move, you manage to make new friends. It's just being open about it but it was still hard because that's what I say to everybody that Bali itself people don't go there to live for a long period of time they are usually digital nomads or they go there for surfing or for yoga retreats so anything what you're passionate about but they stay two to three months and then they leave so it was a struggle big time yeah and how did expressing your creativity help you through that so I think that the fact that I had so much time to really realize what I liked doing that I didn't do back in, in, in Germany, even smallest things as cooking my own pasta. Like I've always wanted to make homemade pasta. I don't know why I didn't get around it. Same with painting. I started painting in Bali, which I haven't done before uh, for over 10 years. And suddenly that passion ignited. I've always wanted to surf my whole life and I've never done it. So I went there and I surfed. So it was really about taking a couple of risks or just being out there and trying new things. And that's exactly what I did. I just went for it. Yeah. And that's great because then it kind of trains you to keep doing that, I feel like. And it kind of primes you to keep going, keep trying new things. And then even as I'm sitting here in Victoria's apartment, she has paintings all over the place. And it just feels like such a creative 
energy and a creative space. So that's so awesome. It's just funny to think that in Bali, I was actually way more creative than here regarding painting. In Bali, I was more painting. Mm -hmm. Here, I started it, but somehow I kind of got caught up with the other creative aspect of my business from photo shootings to uh, packaging design, label stickers. So it's another way of showing your creativity. There's always different ways of doing that. For someone who is like, I don't know what I love to do, what would you say to them? I would say just try it out. Try out anything that you can get your hands on. Like, I've been wanting to try and do pottery here. I haven't done that yet because... As always, sometimes you get excuses of doing it, but it's sometimes just about doing it. Because I'm reading right now a book which uh, which is called Atomic Habits. And that book I would recommend to anyone if you really want to figure out not really who you want to be. It's more about, even in the name, Atomic Habits. So it's all of those tiny, tiny habits that you have which build your identity. So you can try out right now anything right it's like you don't have anybody telling you you shouldn't try this you shouldn't try that so it's being the badass that you want to be and just going for it not looking for excuses but just saying it out loud sometimes helps it to say like okay you know what I'm gonna try and do pottery and I'm gonna make an appointment now and you're just gonna go sit down and write an email or a Facebook message or DM or whatsoever and just do it and that's what I'm trying to do and um, I think Atomic Habits is helping a lot that it helps you understand what are your habits what are maybe your worst habits because it's a lot with self uh, analyzation right self-awareness and that's what I've been doing a lot for the past months which is so hard to do the thing is that you can change you just need to want to and you need to understand your self-awareness of who you are and just be open to new opportunities again it's really about the opportunities and seizing seizing them mm -hmm. I would think in Bali it's pretty easy to find all natural skincare products was that the case so the thing is that there is a lot of options but often what I notice is that either they just don't smell good and for me I'm such a smell sensitive person that I did not like it or you weren't sure if it's really 100% natural um, and just in general you didn't have that many options again there's import export and they're importing a lot from Asia in general from Singapore so they have a lot of either their own kind of uh, cosmetics but you're just never 100% sure if it was 100% natural which I was really looking for because again that's what I say the moment I moved away from Berlin I felt this freedom of just being me I had no one around me who I felt like would judge me or just in general, like on the island, who, which normal person in a way wears makeup, except if you go out, maybe, because you have a glowing skin, you're always tan, like you feel healthy, you look good and you don't need makeup. But I still believe that I was looking more for natural skincare because that's super important, especially in such a different climate as it's so hot. Mm -hmm. The UV light is so strong, so you really need to protect your skin. You need to make like a natural barrier out of it and just moisturize it. That's the most important, one of the most important things, moisturize your skin. Absolutely. So um, how was it, did you have that in 
Berlin or how was your kind of skincare regimen or your makeup habits different from being in Berlin, being in Europe versus being in Bali? So in Berlin, again, you have so many options as it's Europe. It gives you everything. And I felt that often the natural skincare uh, that I found was good, but I never liked the style of it. It always looked so ecological. And it's like, why does natural things need to look so ecological? And I guess that's where my Ukrainian background came in because I love, as I always keep saying, I love a little bling bling Mm. um, with like this touch of elegance. So I felt like there was something missing this elegance with natural cosmetics and again being the best ingredients that you can that you can get so I felt like I used natural ingredients there already a bit but I was never like oh I love those products to take a picture of it to Instagram it or in general just to present it and yeah you had very funny kind of different funky smells and it was never really nice or it didn't feel luxurious and I wanted to create something which is also kind of like a home spa like when you put it on yourself and you you smell it and you feel it on you you just feel luxurious without feeling guilty as well and did you have any kind of chemistry background or like what made you believe oh yes I can do something like this so for me I always say that no I did not have any uh, chemistry background what I was doing was so much research for probably almost one year where I was looking at natural components natural ingredients and then that's how I stumbled upon uh, essential oils so from essential oils, I understood exactly what they do, what are their benefits, and just how great they are because they've been used since ancient years, since the time of Cleopatra. She was very well known for creating her own kind of essences, her own kind of oils um, for her beauty treatments. So it has been there for such a long time. And I feel like now, especially in the 21st century, that people are so much more aware of what they're putting on their skin. They're aware, they're just, there's more awareness going around and more knowledge that you can also find on the internet pretty easy but then how do you know who to trust or not as well because there's just so many um so many different websites and you're not sure 100 so for me i was just doing so much research and through that research i found that i'm gonna try and test maybe myself at home be little chemist you know breaking bad style (laughs) Except on the healthy, healthy aspect of it. And uh, so I did. I looked for companies that sell essential oils in Bali. And I went to probably, I still have like those notes, probably to seven different ones because I did price comparison as well and smelling them and understanding their texture and everything. Um, And then I managed to go to Bali Radiance, which literally changed my life. Yes, please tell us more about that. So I was doing research before and I saw that uh, Bali Radiance um, is is a company which is owned by Mary. And Mary, I read about her online that she has been in this business for a lot of years and she knows what she's doing. And of course, you're just like, okay, I hope that I get to go in meet the owner of the brand and uh, get some tips from her. So I went inside of the store and started looking for some 
some essential oils and then her colleague came out and she wanted to to kind of guide me through also the different kind of oils what they have also the different kind of um serums or whatever they have so they have a lot of products they have over they have a range of like 100 products so she would start telling me about it and then i knew from research before that mary is from ukraine but she grew up in the states so i said sneakily a bit like very loud actually uh so my name is sneakily very loud yes (laughs) (laughs) you know like that kind of mix i said that i'm from ukraine I grew up in Germany and now I live here and I want to test or create my own skincare. And she heard that. And out of like this little room comes this little tiny lady. She's like, you're from Ukraine? I'm like, yes. She's like, me too. And I was like, I had no idea. I'm winking right now with my eye. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how we kind of started bonding. And uh, from that point on, I just, I really appreciated her. I liked her and I offered to work for free to get more knowledge and experience from someone like her. And that's exactly what we did. So for a couple of months, I worked with her to create um, all of these, um, all of these different kinds of um, different kinds of products. And what turned out more was that she was doing the spa amenities for many of the five-star luxury hotels and boutiques in Bali and Indonesia for seasons, for example. And then I managed to even create a body lotion that they're using, which is pretty cool as well. So that was very nice and a big thing. But I didn't know that before I met her because she doesn't really use a lot of social media or at all. Her website is so old school that there it's really about the name. And when you get into the business, you know who she is. And that's why actually I call her Queen Mary because she's really like the queen of Bali. It's just so, it's so funny and so great. So that's how I kind of started getting into it. Like one thing led to another. And that's the thing, the the magical thing about Bali is when you're open to the opportunities, it's going to show it, it's going to show it somehow. It just, it just depends how you perceive it. I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's not even necessarily just Bali, but it sounds like, I mean, you had this drive within yourself and you didn't have the educational background, but you had the willingness to learn, which is the most important piece, I think. And finding, finding those connections and just being really smart about it. That's so cool. At least trying, trying Trying. to be smart about it. (laughs) Um, and then, so how long were you working with Mary? I worked with her for three to four months, uh, because in that time we decided that we wanted to continue our journey to another place. And before that, we went to actually Saigon, um, for a visa run and we just fell in love with the city and we noticed how much we miss city life. So I actually had a very tough decision to make. Because my partner, he can work from anywhere as he's a digital nomad. But for me, I just started to pursue this new kind of journey because my background is just actually event management and um, organization. So that's what I was always focused on. And then I started going into skincare, which is something I knew from even back from my grandmother and doing all of those home remedies, but I did not know that it would lead me to where I am right now. So I had to make the hard decision, are we going to stay in Bali or are we going to move on? And just also what happened was that we decided 
kind of, I would say, 80% that we would move to Vietnam because we just really miss the city life, the fuzz and buzz, and more or less even more meeting real people and having real connections and friends. So we really missed out on that a bit in Bali, I would say. I mean, we made a couple of great connections and I'm still friends with them and we talk and everything and they're super spiritual, but it just didn't feel like we could go on that journey even more. Also, island life makes you a bit slow sometimes. <laughs> so that's not what we were looking for. And I said to Mary, slow if I can. in what way? I mean, in the way that it's really island life. You just have your own kind of rhythm and people in general over there just seem like they're so laid back that either some businesses, they already made it. So there's no strive, no eagerness of wanting to achieve more. Um, and just as me personally, I'm not like a yogi. So the a lot of the things that we did there or that a lot of people were doing, we didn't really do. So it just the connection was a bit missing in that way. And before you came, did you do any sort of reaching out or networking for your business? Nothing. To be honest, here, when we were here, nothing. Because for the business itself, I only had the serum, right? I did not have the packaging yet, nothing like that. So I had to build everything here regarding packaging from scratch. So from the silk pouch, what everything is now inside of, to the glass bottles, to the sticker labels, to the business cards. I had to find all the suppliers and everything here. And that's what I did. And thank God, again, I keep always saying that for the female expat group, which is just so helpful. Yeah. If you have any questions, always happy to help. And the first event I did, I gave free samples and I had over 200 people comment under my comment, which was insane. And I had a meetup of like 10 girls. I gave them the product to try and from there, I actually made some friends. So that was kind of cool that that happened so naturally. Mm -hmm. So sorry, I keep asking about before no you came. Problem. I'm just so interested. Yes. Like before you came, did you have a vision in your mind of how this business was going to evolve or like kind of like what state was your business in and then where did you see it going? And then how is that different than what ended up happening? So I think my one of my biggest problems is that I like to live in the now a lot and not plan not for the, a problem. Not, a, not problem, a problem, but just I don't plan that much ahead sometimes. So I think that's where I get caught up a lot. So the moment we moved here, I knew I wanted to evolve Lionheart. I mean, I was still looking for a side job because we all need the money, right? So I was looking for not teaching jobs, but more, uh, not like not English teacher job, but more for cooking because I love cooking, which has been also a passion of mine. So through the Facebook post of one woman on the female expert group, I saw that, um, she's offering teaching classes for kids at international schools here and I was like I would be the perfect candidate because I studied hospitality also I love kids and I love cooking so that's something I got into on the side where I was like okay I really need to make money to be able to get the packaging and everything going and honestly I think I just went with the flow a lot I was like okay I'm gonna get the packaging I'm gonna get uh, everything that has to do with the product out. I'm going to get the new serum from Bali, which I got delivered in February. 
I'm going to try and sell it on the side and just see how it goes and how people react to it. And just from being here, seeing the market, getting that insane great feedback from the people, I felt like I need to expand that and I want to expand it. So from that point on, I just went full gas, I think, on it, still teaching the cooking classes though on the side uh, and also doing some tutoring. So it's really just putting everything that you have in a way um, into making it happen. And sometimes it sounds bigger than it is because I've had like fails for myself where I'm struggling. How do I do my day? How do I go about it? What is the routine or not getting into routine as when you work for yourself, it's just so much harder. And I've never done that. Like everything for Lionheart that I do, I've done almost everything on my own. When I, I'm just so grateful that the people that I've met in my life, they're very supportive and they would give me tips. They would help me understand what is important right now. What is maybe not so much because I tend to go always into the creative part of doing all of the design and everything, but then not, how do I do logistics? How do I even create the company? How do I do all of this? Which I'm still trying to figure out till this day, and I'm just going with the flow. But now at least I, I, I'm setting myself goals in a way, or not even really goals, but just things that I, I want to achieve step by step because I don't believe in that make yourself a goal and then go for it because then it's like and then you achieve it and then it's like the next part it's not that it's more about the stages in your life that you want to achieve it's like a video game you know every level that you get into it and you you um you manage to get to the next level that's exactly what life is kind of about mm-hmm. so that's yeah and being consistent, I think. Yes, which I also struggle with. Um, I struggled with it a lot when it came to Instagram because I'm such a, as they say, perfectionist. I want everything to look good, be pretty and stuff. And then my partner would say, no, it's about uh, about the content. And I'm like, no, but I can't. Like, if it doesn't look good, I don't want to do the content. And then I get demotivated. So for me, that's like that struggle of being consistent, which I, I really try and do every day now. And it's still hard. It really is hard. You told me that the words Lionheart already meant something to you before you even got to Bali, I think. So can you tell us the background of that? Yeah, you're so right about it. Because when I moved back to Berlin, before that I studied in Switzerland and, uh, and Austria for six years. And then I moved back to Berlin and I started working for a digitalization company where I was doing event management and I've always wanted to do a job where I can be creative and come up with concepts with ideas with names with anything bar menu the look of something food related anything where I could get my hands off creative wise so for that company I did the event management and then I uh, we were supposed to create a big university which it did now and on that campus there was supposed to be a bar and I got the chance to create it so I had the chance to make the whole concept and from that I was thinking what could be a good name for the bar and honestly somehow just Lionheart popped into my head because it was what I was going through because Lionheart itself it means somebody who is determined and brave and I felt like my life was at that stage where I'm also a lion right I'm born in August so I'm a Leo and As cheesy as it sounds, I have a big heart where I like to make people happy. So I felt like these two words would go well together. And it's just so strong. It's such a strong, strong name and memorable and makes you think of 
just somebody very brave and determined. Mm -hmm. So I came up with the name for the bar of the concept and I created also um, a mood board of how it would look and everything. And um, we didn't get the funding back then, so we stopped it. But that was still in the back of my head. And I love tattoos. I have a couple, very small, nothing big. And I somehow felt like I wanted to get one. In the writing of Lionheart, I created that logo and I was like, oh, wow, I'm just going to go for it. And that's what I did. So now I have the Lionheart tattoo of the logo. Where is it? It's on my arm, on the side of my oh, arm. I love that. Thank you. And it was initially the first one. So, um, yeah, I came up with that name from a different aspect in my life. And I knew that I wanted to use Lionheart for afterwards that I love brunch for example, a bit off topic, but I love food. I'm such a foodie. I love brunch and I want to create a brunch place named Lionheart um, with paintings that I paint for Lionheart art, like art gallery. Um, I have just this bigger vision for Lionheart to create an empire out of it. Um, Maybe it sounds a bit ambitious and crazy, but go for it. Like what else do I have to lose? We just have one life and I just want to try and live it to the fullest. And if I need to get again a side job, um, to be able to finance it, I will. And I'm still trying to do it anyhow, or I'm doing it, but I really have this bigger vision. So Lionheart itself really stemmed from back then in Berlin, just doing something that made me happy. And again, that was being creative. It's so cool that it, it came back to you, like at that time, it didn't turn into something right away, but then, yeah, man, do you ever just sit back and think like, wow, I used to not know anything about skincare, and now you're the way you're coming off to me is such like a confident expert, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing that you literally had no idea about this stuff, and now you've come so far. I think, I, I mean, I never had no experience because that comes back to my grandmother actually. Also how she would do those home remedies of a mix, like a face mask um, of her own with like cucumbers and honey and salt to make the scrub. So she would do those things and I would grow up seeing that. That's why I care a lot about aesthetics as well. Mm-hmm. And coming from a Ukrainian background, it's, you always have that pressure that you need to look good you have to look good and that was just so tiring after some time but still it was good to understand that and I think I always cared about skincare in general I always did care about that but my love for natural skincare really evolved in Bali I think my identity my myself I changed in Bali because it just opened those doors and it's incredible I still sometimes I I can't believe how such a moment in my life to moving to a new place, not knowing anyone, anything can open such a life-changing experience. I mean, it was a pivotal moment. I still believe so. And now, yeah, through just researching through Mary, she has written two books, which are incredible. There's one called Water Magic. And there I also read a lot where she talks about um, everything that she has learned because she has lived and, and worked all over the world from Japan, Brazil, shoot me dead anywhere and she's such an expert so to be able to learn from her and have her books and read them and get those kind of information um from a source that i believe like i keep telling her she has so much 
knowledge that she should put it either into a blog or a website or something because when she will be gone someday like her knowledge will be gone and personally I didn't know online who I could trust and not so you do go more onto the pharmaceutical doctor expert opinion but um yeah it's still like I still learn and I want to share that as well that's why I do on Instagram I want to teach people uh, about the effects of each essential oil mm-hmm. or also to do home remedies. So it's not just, yeah, please buy my products. <laughs> it's also about teaching. I think it's so important. I feel like out here or maybe anywhere in the world, you hear about this like Korean 13 step skincare, whatever it is. Like, is that necessary crazy (laughs) i mean even now which was a good learning from the exhibition and talking to them they say right now they're starting to do less as well Mm -hmm. and to be honest i go by the saying less is more for anything if it's clothes if it's makeup if it's anything you go for and especially with skincare you don't need that much because if you overdo it your skin is just not gonna absorb it that well and it's just gonna be too much it's not necessary. I believe that you just need to have the most simple um, product, but the best that they can be. And that's exactly what I am I have created. And I'm creating, like, even for me, I wash my face with the cleanser, actually, which is right now in production. So we're going to have a new cleanser soon. Mm-hmm. Then I use a toner, which is also a new product that is going to launch. Then I put the serum, which acts as a moisturizer, so you don't need any cream because it moisturizes it so well. Then from time to time, during the day, I would use a face mist just to hydrate again. And um, Is that the one that I tried out Yes, before? that's one of the samples you got to try. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to launch also. Amazing. Smells great. And then um, important to do a mask once or maximum twice per week, which is also a new product that is going to launch and also sometimes a scrub. I think once per week is okay. You don't need to do it more often because your face anyhow sheds its skin. So it does, it does it on its natural way on its own, but sometimes it's good just to get the dirt off, especially here. I would say uh, in Asia or more or less in Saigon where it's so polluted, right? You have just so many aspects of the environment that you just need to scratch it off but like very nicely not too um not too hard so you can even do your own um your own homemade uh facial in that way (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm sitting here like wow I've been doing it so wrong I literally aggressively like scrub my face every morning Not necessary. It's really not. You shouldn't do it even every day because it loses their their barrier. Your skin barrier has a natural barrier which protects you from all the outside world. So oh my God. a new learning <laughs> that you can yes. do is that you really do not need to do it every day at all. You just do it once or twice per week and um, just see if your skin even changes. But it's so important to use also a mask, which... Um, stabilizes your pH level and just smooths everything out and and that's what I'm gonna have a CMUD mask which is incredible that one doesn't have a smell though because I believe that not every product needs to have a smell yeah. it's too much otherwise mm-hmm. but the mud mask I've, I've tried it myself and it's so great and I can't I'm gonna put it on today as well actually oh literally yeah I'm so you can so see it actually excited. when yeah. you're here why not because mm-hmm. right now I'm here without makeup or anything because I woke up bit late but hey gorgeous thank you 
So what are you most proud of in your business so far? I think that one of the biggest things I've done is how I created my first liter of oil. You saw already at home my first liter, the OG of the packaging. Um, I was painting after 10 years of not doing that in Bali, and I painted pretty well, I would say, that uh, an acquaintance bought a painting or he asked me to paint one for him I did so and from that painting that he gave money for I managed to buy my first liter of oil and this is how I kind of started it going into the business which was just crazy that I managed to do that from that point on and then once I got the the um the leader I handed it out I sold a couple from that I managed to keep on going my partner was super uh very helpful and always supporting me so thank god thank you (laughs) that I have you and um it, it just came about about the fact that I would just go for it and not give up, I think. So I was very proud of that moment. I'm super proud that I managed to get my serum right now into the number one on TripAdvisor spas in um, Ho Chi Minh City called Privé. It's a luxury nail and spa salon, so it's sold over there. And because it's such a great product, they created the Lionheart Skincare Rejuvenating Facial from it. So you can get a Lionheart Facial at the spa, which is incredible. And I managed to open a mini boutique at the bottom because they're on the second floor. And at the bottom, there's a mini boutique as well. So it's really that I managed to do those, which makes me proud. I'm proud that I'm here with you doing a podcast, which I've always wanted to do in my life. It's just such a great thing and you can learn so much from it and you can share so much knowledge with so many people in such a short amount of time I think that's great that I have my first interview as well online interview so I think it's there's a lot of moments that I'm proud of that have happened since I'm here sometimes I feel trapped that I feel like I'm going too slow or I don't have enough funding where I'm considering if I should do right now like a crowdfunding campaign or Um, find investors I'm a bit scared when it comes to investors because you don't want to give the whole power to them and have the have that constant pressure that I need to meet those deadlines I need to make this balance sheet whatsoever work so I'm kind of a bit struggling on that end what I'm gonna do but I'm gonna figure it out like always and what would you say you attribute your successful moments to? In which way? Like, I'm just sitting here like, wow, she's done so much. And for me, in my business, I'm like, man, I can't even figure out what services I'm trying to provide. And like you were saying, you have all of these different ideas and dreams and hopes for the future, too. How do you not get so overwhelmed and thinking I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do that. And then, because for me, I have lots of different ideas too. And then I just get so overwhelmed that I end up just not really doing anything. Happens to all of us. That's so normal. A big tip I would give to everyone, that's exactly what I did, is create a mind map. So I created a mind map where Lionheart itself, not the skincare line, but Lionheart was in the middle. Then I created those different aspects that I'm interested in. So the skincare, the brunch place. And then from that point on, I understood, okay, what am I going to focus on right now? So you prioritize that and from there you just write down everything you can think of right because there's a lot of things so you write down everything you think of then you categorize it like for me it was logistics is one aspect creativity is another website is another sales is another so you really 
maybe even do some research what I did online for business, not business plan really, but just what do I really need to understand and what do I really need to do? And then once you have it down on paper, it's much easier and better because why you get so frantic is you have so much in your head because it's all there. But once you get it out of it by putting it on paper, it really makes you feel more clear headed. And that's exactly what I do. Even now, I try to do like my my week, um, again, not goals, but things that I want to do, my to-do list. So I write that out, not for every day what I need to do, but usually for the whole week, just everything I think of, and then I work through it. That's how I manage it for myself. Yeah, and it sounds like, too, it helps to really break it down step by step. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think for me, it's just I see the idea, and then I have no idea how to get from here to there, and it's really hard for me to sit down and be like, okay, first I need to do this, and then this, and then this, and just breaking it down and having the patience and knowing that it's not not going to happen tomorrow. It will not. As they say, you know, it's not an overnight success. It just reminds me of the book that I was reading, which is called Overnight Success, and it's about a lady, uh, Maria, and she talks about how she started her skincare line, and it's called Overnight Success, and it took her over 10 years to build a brand. And why it's called Overnight Success is because it can happen from one day to another that one celebrity or somebody famous posts it and then suddenly there's a buzz about it. So mm. it doesn't show the real work that you put into it of becoming who you are, becoming the brand, making the brand that it is. It's really about that one pivotal moment that can change that. And um, it just reminds you that you just need to keep going because as I kept saying it's not, I've said that to friends and to you as well, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So we really need to power through. Yes. Um, at first, you focused on making your Instagram page look really pretty and you like when it looks really nice. But now you're focusing more on the behind the scenes kind of content. So what inspired that shift? So again, it was just I wanted it to look pretty, but I didn't care that much about the content. And for that, I lost so many months actually where in Bali I didn't do much of it and now I started working with different apps like preview where I can see okay it's going to look great and stuff and then I think how can I make it real for people because I mentioned you told me that it looks like I have it all my shit together in a way <laughs> you look like you're so professional and stuff and it's like no it's I really want to share with people more of what I'm working on, how I'm going there, a bit more documenting the the journey, getting people's perspectives and still making it look good because I cannot make it not look good. I'm going to get so mad and then I'm just, I'm going to stop working on it, which is just such a trap and I didn't want that. So it's using different apps to help me make it look good and then understand what do I want to share with the people? How do I want to share it? And it's still, I'm still working on it. I still want to create more real, real content. Um, but I just, right now I'm trying not to prioritize Instagram too much because you can get so lost in it right now. My main focus is really about sales is about getting into different spas, more spas, hotels, uh, find more shops that I'm able to sell it because if I don't do sales, how can I move forward with everything else? So it's really, again, about balancing and prioritizing what is important right now and what is not. How important do you think it is to be working on personal growth and mindsets while trying to really launch your first business? 
I think it's one of the key aspects and in general, not just business related, but personal, personally, yeah, we life. all have, yeah, exactly. Life. It's, we have so many struggles. Mental health is really becoming more of an issue that people are willing now to talk about and that, or especially as an entrepreneur, you have such a roller coaster ride. I have such ups and downs with my emotions. So self-awareness is the key aspect. I mean, when I moved here and I was working on Lionheart, even in February, I think that happened. I was doing so much self-awareness. I cried for three days. I think I felt like I was zoned out. I was like, everything was foggy. I didn't understand because it's really being so brutally honest with yourself and understanding the person that you are, understanding who you have become. And if you have to change, you have to change and you want to change it. So it's so important to listen to yourself and get the help that you need. If you struggle, for me, I've never had a psychiatrist, anything like that. I went through a lot of bad stuff in my life. And my constant thing that was there was my one of my best friends. She's family, not even my best friend. She's literally like a sister. And just having that big support system, because I didn't have that a lot from my family. So my friends were more my family, which is still the case, which f- still feels like it. So it's so important to talk about these issues. And we've spoken that even we all go to such dark, dark, deep places. And it's so important to really speak about it and not, you don't have to feel judged because everybody goes through something like this. Just lots of people don't talk about it. For me, I don't mind talking about it because I know I'm a stronger person. I, I know that I can't be too sad for a too long time because my mother said when I was born, I had a smile from one ear to another. And I feel like I have been like this for my whole life, more or less. Except, of course, the moment we grow up more, we understand there's so many more responsibilities. It was so much more fun being a kid and (laughs) getting drunk and not having any responsibilities. But now it's really about how you grow, what you do for it. And that's why I keep saying, please read Atomic Habits if you feel like you're either a bit stuck or you don't know the right direction that you're going. It's just really tells you about those habits that you can change which clearly is all about your identity which makes your mental health more bearable I would say and more aware of it so Mm -hmm. yeah I would say on this journey for me to having a support network has been absolutely crucial because yeah you go through such highs and lows and it's so important to have people to reach out to in those lows and to know that you can ask for help when you need it, even if it's just not even like they're directly going to help you, but just to vent about a bad day. And then they kind of, they say, yeah, I hear you. Like I've been there too. And then you just feel so validated and you just, you don't feel so alone in this process. It feels relatable. Exactly. And that's what you want. And that's what I'm trying to create also with the Lionheart itself I want to create and build that Lionheart family which I do now like everybody who buys it it's like welcome to the Lionhearted family you're part of it now so I'm always there to help people as well to listen to them I've had some other entrepreneurs write me like DM me asking like oh your your page looks so pretty blah 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 um are there any tips you can give me and I was like thank you you know I never expected somebody I don't know to ask me about it because I'm also just at the beginning and it just feels so validating and it's really about, yeah, having an open ear and having that community. And that's what I want to build, like empowerment. I want to build like an empowerment, empowering community, which supports 
um, one another and especially women nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. We don't like bitches. We don't like to be bitchy. Sometimes we do, but I mean, still, it's more about if I succeed or if you succeed, we succeed. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I really want to have that for the Lionhearted family. So what other things have you done in terms of becoming more self-aware? You've mentioned this book, Atomic Habits a few times, which I'll definitely link in the show notes. And I'm really excited to look into this book as well. Um, I know when we were chatting before, you mentioned a podcast that you really like. Uh, That is true. So I was listening to a podcast because my boyfriend is such a geek. So he told me to listen to it. And it's uh, the name of the guy is called Naval Podcast. And how do you spell that? So N-A-V-A-L. And he just talks about wealth creation and um, many different aspects. So I wrote down a couple of things that to me were such great things how he said it. So even wealth, it's the thing you really want, right? And it depends on the business and assets that you earn while you're sleeping. And what does all of this give you? It buys you freedom. And he mentions that that's like a positive sum game. So the moment that it's you're not fixed on the money itself, but more the freedom that it gives you to do whatever you want to do, you feel more free. And he also talks about um, different kinds of competition that you have. Like, how do you escape competition through being authentic? It's all about authenticity. So no one can compete with you on being you, right? So anything that we do is what we do. Of course, we can get inspired by others, but there's nobody like you who is really the outside shell, the inside shell, just you yourself. So it's really about being, um, being authentic. So how do you feel in Lionheart? Do you infuse yourself into that brand? I think 100%. That's what I've gotten from the people that I've met, that when, I, when I'm there, it's just the energy that I give. And I always want to give that, the love and energy to anybody that I meet. I want you to feel good about yourself. And that's what I infuse me being authentic, that I've always been more or less a happy person and energetic and going full force Mm -hmm. uh of course I've struggled I still struggle sometimes not having that but I think because I I was not raised with a lot of love from my family so I feel like it's crazy that I have so much love to give and that's what I want to give because I think we're all put on this earth for some kind of reason and it just depends how we're gonna how we're gonna see it and what we're gonna do out of it and I feel like if I can do that with my energy with me being the person that I am um then I think that's already very nice and I think that that's what Lionheart stands for like really that authentic true you elegance um timelessness and just being confident and brave Mm -hmm. roar right roar I love it. Um, and then you also mentioned Impact Theory. Is that a book or a podcast? Exactly. So Impact Theory is a YouTube channel, which uh-huh. I love to watch. It is so great because it has different speakers. They talk about different topics, real life, how to impact you and how to get over something and they also I think they do podcasts I'm not sure but the YouTube channels are way cooler and that's where I was watching also uh, a podcast with Jay Shetty who is super brilliant he used to be um, a normal guy from India grew up in London um, and 
did everything he did from drugs, uh, worked for insane companies, just everything. And he just didn't feel like there was any passion for what he was doing. He didn't find a purpose. And then he went to this one seminar of monks and he became a monk from one day to another for three years. So after those three years, he became insane when it comes to the companies that he has built. He wants to create like a Netflix for knowledge. So kind of like a knowledgeable Hollywood uh, filled with anything you can learn about. And I love that fact. And um, I was thinking to myself, how awesome would it be to meet someone like him who's kind of like a guru, but who understands the aspects because he was creating for the Huffington Post uh, very viral videos. In one year, he managed to have over 1 billion views of all of his content together. He's like a content creator too. Wow. Insane, no? So I was thinking, how awesome would it be to meet someone like him? I would love to meet someone like him, a guru. So one day I went to... Um, one day, well, like almost every day, but often <laughs> I go to uh, Privé. That's also where I work from sometimes or often. And this one guy came in and he looked a bit like him, which was funny. And we started talking just because he sat next to me and everything led to it because it started raining. He wanted to go outside for a walk, but it started raining. So he's like, no, I'll stay here. It's okay. While his girlfriend was getting something done, a massage or so. And she actually got the Lionheart facial. So that was funny. Ah. And uh, while we were sitting, we started talking and then his last name was Shetty, like Jay Shetty, just Shetty. Uh And then it turns out he's a guru who has like, uh, he lives in LA and has this farm in India, like for lions, which I was like, that's incredible because one day in the future, once I have more money, I want to also do donations towards like lion and tiger um, sanctuaries, sanctuaries, exactly. Uh, and about education, women education, especially because everything starts with education nowadays. So we we were talking and then he was just telling me the most insane things. I couldn't believe it. He's like, you don't even know what I've like through my life. I've seen people levitating into air. I've seen things that people wouldn't believe. And I believe in those things. I believe that there is higher energy and whatsoever there is out there. Because I'm not very religious, but I believe that there's this energy that surrounds us and what we send out that comes back, like the book, you know, The Secret. I read that as well. So I believe in that. And I've really manifested that I wanted to meet someone like him. And then imagine a couple of days later, I met him and we talked for an hour and it was just incredible. So that all reminds me a bit in a way also, again, of impact theory that really how do people impact you and what you get out of it so that's a youtube channel i would so recommend you to follow and see different yeah it's funny because i told you right like i've never been a journaling kind of person but the moment i moved to bali i i bought this one like leather book um with with empty pages and i started documenting for the hundred for the first 100 days i wrote down every single day everything i was doing throughout Mm -hmm. the day and that was nice to have because even my boyfriend as a joke said well you'll need to have that once you're gonna write a memoir or something (laughs) or a biography i'm like okay sure thing but it's just for me i thought he was was gonna say one when you have alzheimer's Uh, maybe you can't remember hopefully not we're not like the notebook here hopefully not right but it is a notebook so that's funny and I wrote down so for many of those days like what I've done and I've done that the same for um Saigon and then through some of the books that I was reading like the grid and different kind of books I wrote out uh things that would inspire me to keep on going right so even here I wrote 
for example, one quote, um, our main business is not to see what lies dimly at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. So it really means like living in the moment, right? Can you read it again? Yes. So our main business is not to see what lies dimly at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. So really about living in the moment. Mm -hmm. And one other poem, it's not even a poem. It's actually when we went to one um, coffee place or brunch place in Bali, it's called Kind, where they're building a kind community, which is kind of nice. They had that one little um, paper there. And I was like, wow, that I can really kind of relate to it because in life, everything is about balance. And I believe that. So the balance is key when it comes to anything. So I I have that where it says, balance is the key in everything you do. Dance all night and practice yoga the next day. Drink wine, but don't forget your green juice. Eat chocolate when your heart wants it and kale salad when your body needs it. (laughs) Wear high heels on Saturday and walk barefoot on Sunday. Live high and low. Move and stay still. Embrace all sides of who you are. Be brave, bold, spontaneous, and loud. And let that complement your abilities to find silence, patience, modesty, and peace. Aim for balance. Make your own rules and follow your own path. And don't let anybody tell you how to live according to theirs. By Rachel Brathen. That's what I want. I think that is what I'm trying to aim for in my life. And sometimes when I feel like I'm out of balance, I go back and I read this. Mm. So I have these things in my book that I go over and then I read them. And I'm like, oh, actually, it makes me feel grounded and better because sometimes I really have such lows where I feel so lost. I feel Mm -hmm. so lost in the world. And is it the right thing what I'm doing? Am I really helping? Is it... You just question so much about that and it can get you so depressed and that's something to be very careful about also. And do you find when you go back and read it again, sometimes you get something new from reading it again, like a a different message? I think I get a different perspective a bit Mm -hmm. um, because of some of the things that it, 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 it gives me either a different perspective or a reminder to be like, hey, you... Like, live in the now. Hey, you, nothing can go that bad if this and this happens. Like, it just gives me a different kind of, yeah, perspective, especially as you're here in a different city with different mentality, different culture. So it reminds you to be, again, open to it. And, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel good to see also how I've grown, I guess, and that at that point I felt like I was wise with the things that I wrote down, which is nice. So yeah. that's always good to know that you're not always an idiot. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, just sometimes um, not feeling like you don't know anything. So let's talk more about your product itself. What is it exactly? What is it made from? And how is it different from other skincare products out there? So the Lionheart Face Serum that I created, it's an all 100% natural based um, face serum 
which you can put on your skin either in the morning or in the evening. It has the highest quality of oils from argan oil, sweet almond to rose absolute essential oil, uh, jasmine absolute essential oil, vitamin E, which is the preservative. So that's the natural preservative used. Not like many natural skincare brands that actually use some kind of alcohol, which is not natural anymore. So I really believe that I have the best and highest quality of oils because again working with Mary who does the spa amenities for such great mm, hotels and boutiques who goes herself to India to uh, source those essential oils and other oils she really she's been in this business for over 25 years so she knows exactly what she's doing and I I can so see it in the product itself because people who have tried it, they say it goes so quickly into your skin and that's because the concentration of the argan oil is so high, which penetrates your skin so good. So the high, the faster it goes into your skin, it means the higher quality as well of the, of the oil. And is that why the, the smell lasts for so long? So the smell itself is because of the concentration of the mix of the essential oils that we created. Because I told Mary before, I know exactly which smells I like, but it's not just about the smell, it's about the effectiveness of the essential oil. So the thing is because the blend always between the base oil, which is argan, can be sweet almond, can be coconut, can be any kind of oil, and essential oil is always 80% the base oil and 20% the essential oil. So once you have the ratio right, uh, the smell can be very good. And I think that's exactly what we've achieved and I've wanted because again, from natural ingredients, how can you not make it smell good? Why? Yeah. I don't understand. And I've personally used the serum and it smells absolutely amazing. That's why I asked about the long lasting smell. I'm so surprised I've never had a product that truly I could continually smell all day. I'm just Thank like, you. <laughs> I just walk around like my face smells amazing. Exactly. And you glow as well yeah. in a nice way because it gives like a nice afterglow. And it's also for people that use makeup. I don't use makeup like foundation, but I would use, of course, blush. And the thing is for people who also use uh, makeup, it's a great base. It is, yeah. I used the foundation and I noticed that it stayed on a lot better all day throughout the day. And even in Ho Chi Minh City, as you're driving around and there's all the pollution and it's hot and you're sweating and still by the end of the day, it felt pretty good. It does. I mean, that's exactly what I've wanted to create and I have a lot of feedback from people who have used it with makeup and that's exactly what they say some use it as as just like their ritual of every single night they even told me when they go home no matter in what state they are if they drank or not or whatever they did they come home and they always put off their makeup and they always put on the serum otherwise they feel like something is missing and for me that is such a big compliment of something that I created I can't I, I just can't believe it sometimes it's just very very surreal yeah and for me I'm actually more of a morning person so I put it on in the morning and I I can't not do that now because for me it's like energizing like I can now go about the day and I feel confident and I smell good and yeah. that's the biggest uh accomplishment I think as well because my slogan what I want everybody to feel when they use Lionheart is go with full confidence be yourself and roar mm. so I want you to go and tackle the day I want you to be confident in your own skin and the confidence where that actually comes from also from one of the ingredients that we have used which is ilang ilang and it's a 
flower um, from Bali. And one of its perks is that research and proven when you smell it, it goes into your brain receptors and it makes you confident. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the aspects that I wanted to mix the aromatherapy with a beautiful texture, with a beautiful smell, and that it gives you something. It's not just a product. It's, I wouldn't maybe say it's life-changing because that's a bit crazy to say, but it really does enhance how you feel about yourself. And that's really what I want. I want everybody to feel good in their own skin, no matter what. You don't need to have somebody to give you compliments because if you get a compliment, of course it's nice to hear that, but when you don't feel good about yourself, that compliment doesn't last. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to create, uh, a brand, um, an awareness that is like in the longevity that lasts you for, which is just timeless. So um, who is this product for? So the product is for anyone who is timeless and elegant, who wants to feel that luxurious part of themselves. It's for women and men. And it's for any kind of skin. Um, it can be for well it's actually for all skin skin types a common myth is often that people who have oily skin or combination skin they think that they should not use oil on oil it actually means that you you lose a lot of your moisturization that goes and shows on your skin because it's oily the thing is that you should use as well any kind of moisturizing um product and that's why Lineheart, the face serum is so great for you that it goes so fast into your skin that it doesn't leave that oily residue which nobody wants to have and that's what I've had a lot of girls tell me as well that for them they use it and it's um goes so fast into their skin it doesn't leave that so I actually have men who also use it I had a guy who bought it for himself and he told me that he loves it because, of course, it's a bit more of a girly smell, I would say. But who cares? I mean, if you're confident, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? So I think that now it's really for anybody who cares about their skin. You can start with 18 years old because, again, it's natural ingredients. You always should do a patch test. That's what I ask um, a lot of people to do because you still can have an allergy. I know this one girl, she did not buy it because she's allergic to rose essential oil. Mm. She knew that from before. So... Um, I was like, okay, that's one of the bigger parts of the product. So please do not use it. We don't want that to happen. But uh, you can always do a patch skin test where you take a little drop and you put it on your hand, your inside of your hand, Mm -hmm. and then leave it on for a couple of hours. And because that skin over there is very close to your face, um, skin type. So if nothing happens, it should be totally okay. Awesome. Well, is was there anything else you wanted to share? Any last thoughts? I think I would want to share just with people that I think it's good when you follow your gut intuition and your passion. I mean, again, define what passion is. Just go for something that makes you feel good about what you're doing, that maybe it helps other people as well, if you can. And just be confident in whatever you do. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Feel good in your skin. Feel good about yourself because we're all worthy um, of love. We're worthy of friendship, of companionship. Of We're deservant of what we have. It's just how do you give back as well. So try to have that balance of not taking but also giving. 
and mainly go with full confidence be yourself and roar i love it first of all thank you so much for coming on like this has been amazing and guys she didn't get to sleep until five in the morning right last night and because she is working away because she is going to europe pretty soon exactly because now as we're working on the website it will be online soon I've already clients buying products from Europe, so I'm going to have them, um, I'm taking them there to give it to them and also have a stack of or stock of the products there to be able to ship it in Europe for free. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was working until 5am and it's a marathon right now. Yeah. No, actually, no, sorry. Right now it's a sprint before going to Europe, but it's long run. It's a marathon. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just so impressed by you and everything you've accomplished and keeping this positive mindset throughout and doing the work to you know doing the self-awareness kind of work to make sure that you can stay positive throughout this experience because I know as well how hard it is I'm trying to do the same thing and I know every time I talk with you I feel better I feel validated and you're putting so much passion into your business and I think everyone who comes into contact with you and comes into contact with your product can feel the love that you've really put into it so it's amazing uh so how can people follow you how can people support Lionheart buy the products if they want so of course buying the product um if they want if it makes them feel good so either you can do that at the boutique or online on our facebook page lionheart skincare or through instagram and soon through the website so of course you can support in that way give a shout out if you are interested to get a little sample to try we can always meet up i can tell you more about it if anybody wants to collaborate, that's also always a great opportunity, which um, I'm always eager to do and I'm planning on doing also. So really, I think it's even when somebody, I say that to people as well, if you can give to one random stranger a smile per day, you can maybe make their day better. And that's what I would love as well if anybody, even just to send a little message of, of you know, um, of support or anything that's already such a big thing you can make someone's day and that's what I'm getting when people write me uh, those comments or write me a personal message saying those incredible things it just makes you so happy it's just such gratitude that you have and Mm -hmm. I think that's a big way of helping already yeah where exactly is the boutique what part of town so it's in district one it's right beneath Privé the spa so people can go and get their Lionheart facial there or they can buy the product there or they can test it there or again as mentioned uh, you can always write me a personal message and we can meet for coffee uh, as I'm not that big yet I still have time and I want to make the time because I also want people to feel like part of the family as well Mm -hmm. so there's many ways to reach out awesome it's just one click away yes and I will put it all in the show notes um, so I, we also wanted to share that, uh, creators in Saigon, the podcast and Lionheart Skincare are teaming up to offer the listeners of this podcast a 10% discount. If you, what exactly do they have to do? So would they go online and put in some kind of code? Coupon code? Yes. Okay. So the coupon code will be creators in Saigon. And if they were to walk into the store, 
What would they do? Um, the same thing that they say that it's from creators in Saigon. Okay. And uh, they get the 10% discount. Mm -hmm. But again, I think also easy if you DM me or message me on Facebook, same thing, mm -hmm. because we can deliver it also to your home. So there's many options that we have. Awesome. So I have two questions that yes. I've been asking all of my guests so far. I've actually changed the last one, but whatever. I'm still figuring out this whole podcast thing and seeing what I like and what works and everything. So um, I didn't tell you beforehand what the questions are, but they're fun. It's nothing too crazy. So the first one is, what are the top three emotions you think you experience in a week? Boom, roller coaster emotions. <laughs> oh my god, I think I would say uh, I had terror. Mm. Really, I felt and I still feel sometimes terrified uh, just because, uh, like, it's a mix of terror and overwhelm overwhelmingness. Yeah. Um, that you feel like you have to achieve way, like, much faster everything. And mm -hmm. I feel overwhelmed by that. I think I always try and feel gratitude for the people that are in my life, always. Um, and mindful thinking. Mm -hmm. Can you say that in a way? Is that, I mean, maybe it's not, oh no, I mean, it's not totally an emotion, but um, I mean, emotional. God, I'm such an emotional person anyhow, you know, so it's yeah. like, for me, all of I, them. <laughs> I, I, yes, I mean, in, in a week, I can have all of the emotions, yeah. all of them, mm -hmm. from really just bad thoughts to great thoughts, but no, I would say terror, um, gratefulness, uh, or gratitude, yeah, uh, and love, actually mm -hmm. love, because no matter what, I always feel love. Mm -hmm. no matter who I meet or what I do it's always like I, I'm such a love ball my yeah. my boyfriend always makes the joke that I'm such a cheese ball like I ate like cheese raclette or I'm made out of cheese <laughs> because I'm so cheesy and it's kind of true so I would say love yeah I uh, love it and if you know hopefully you'll you'll die a long 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 time from now but at that moment what is a physical possession that you have right now that you would hope that you still have all throughout your life up until your final day a physical like an item you mean yeah mm -hmm. well then I would say my diary here mm -hmm. the one I literally have right now in my hands mm -hmm. it's not the phone it's not the computer it's none of that it's really the diary and I hope that I will continue it and write more but I feel like this is something you treasure for your whole life for myself and then for my future kids and their grandchildren and um I think that's one of the yeah it's for sure hands down mm -hmm. my biggest I think like that possession that I have yeah awesome and then last question what does being a creator mean to you what it means to be a creator I think it's such a broad aspect because you can be a creator in anything you do you can create your identity you can create the way you dress you can create how you do your makeup so a creator is just 
trying to be the true self that you are and expressing that and not being scared of with with sharing it with people and showing it to them so it's really about your inner your inner goddess or your inner god yeah and just expressing that with the world and not being scared awesome thank you so much victoria (laughs) thank you so much i had such a blast and i can't wait to get also feedback hopefully from people i hope we can inspire people as well to really go for their own um for their own dreams or something that they want to accomplish absolutely that's what i hope as well so let us know if this conversation has helped you in any way we would absolutely love to hear it so thanks again thank you so much and have a beautiful day thank you so much for listening to the creators in saigon podcast the music for the podcast was created by Lewis Wright and the cover art was created by Priyanka Mehta, both creators in Saigon. Everything else is done by yours truly. I hope this discussion has inspired you to create and to learn more about who you are. If you or someone you know would be a good guest for the podcast, send me a direct message over on Instagram at creatorsinsaigon or email me at creatorsinsaigon at gmail.com. If you are a business owner with a product, service, workshop, event, anything you think this community would benefit from knowing about, I'd love to collaborate with you. So send me an email and let's see what we can make happen. I want to make this show better and better for you guys. So please, if you have any feedback or ideas for me, I'd love to hear them. I have some exciting ideas of my own and some incredible guests lined up for the future. So keep coming back for more. I also want as many people in Saigon to hear these messages as possible, so I need your help to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, share in your social media, and share it with your friends. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.